Hey everybody! Thank you, John Bertan, for the intro. Appreciate the uh, the bass beats there, as always. It's good stuff. Uh, this is a good one um, because I I haven't rehearsed anything and I and I don't know what to expect. Um, we're going to talk about the Bandera 100K, and I have Carolyn Garrett and her two daughters Ashley Nicole. And I have Blake uh, Borrego. Did I say that right, Blake? Yes, correct. <laughs> As guests tonight, we're going to talk about how the race went. This is We're talking about the Bandera 100K in Texas. This is outside of, outside of San Antonio. Uh, took place, um, let's see, January 13th, just a little less than a week ago. Yeah, 13th at 7.30 a.m. And uh, there's a previous episode, episode 51, that has all the records and stuff like that. But um, yeah, let's let's maybe introduce ourselves quickly uh, so I know who I'm talking to, <laughs> and then we could just talk. So... Um, I'm Andy. I run marathons and ultras occasionally. And <laughs> someone else won't go. <laughs> I'm Carolyn, uh, uh, mom to Ashley Garriott and Nicole Garriott. And uh, we are doing a post race about the Bandera 100K, which was last Saturday on the 13th. And it was really fun and really eventful. And uh, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, so maybe you can yeah. introduce yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Blake Borrego. I'm from uh, Austin. So I do love running ultras. This was only my second time crewing. So it was a different aspect um, that I got to see in the trail uh, side. So I'm used to being the runner, but I came out with 100% more than I expected crewing this time. And I'll, I'll have to say that he was an integral part in about halfway through this race when the wheels were falling off and uh, it takes a, it takes a village and he was part of our village and yeah. we're, we were grateful to have him there. So. Yes. Yeah. And I'm Nicole. I'm uh, Carolyn's daughter. Um, not as much of a runner, but I'm getting into it. I've done a half marathon and that's it so far. <laughs> a, few, a few 10Ks, but that's it. Um, yeah. Ashley? Yeah, I'm Ashley. I'm uh, Carolyn's oldest daughter of three. And I was one of her pacers for the Bandera 100K. It was my first time doing an endurance race. And it was really super cool to learn what endurance racing is all about. Um, and I run uh, a lot for fun, but not I don't race that often. So I'm interested in getting more into that. This was a cool way to learn about it. Yeah, cool, Ashley. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, Ashley um, did like 31 miles, and she'd never gone that far before. Wow. Said, welcome. You're an ultra runner now. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Nicole did 21 <laughs> miles. She's never done that far before. And yeah, that's very tired. That's 52 miles of, of, of uh, daughter support. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. I really that is incredible because it was, it was getting, I don't know about you guys, but I 
despise your running in the cold. <laughs> I'll do it, but yes. it's just awesome. I hate it. I yeah. prefer the heat. I'm a desert runner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so what were the conditions like? Uh, uh, I guess, yeah, paint the picture. What was the what was the setting like? Uh, how many people were there? Was it foggy? Like, what was the what was the start like? Blake, I don't know the numbers. Do you remember roughly numbers? Um, yeah, Saturday morning it was it was pretty chilly. It was probably in the low thirties, I believe, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, throughout the day it was it was still chilly. Um, I think it got up to. 40s maybe 50s yeah. um, and Blake who who are you uh pacing who are you yeah with? yeah one of my good friends uh yeah sorry glad you uh, asked about Brian he's one of my best friends so he was it was his first Bandera 100k so Ooh. I got to crew him I'm getting over an injury finally I'm on the other side barely starting getting to run Ooh. so so I was gonna pace him towards the end, but um, I was able to check my ego at the door. I had so much FOMO because Banderas is a great course. That's the first ultra that I ran five years ago. Uh, I did the 50K, but I did the, I've done the 50K there twice and 100K twice there. So it is a rough course. So. And so, but uh, I have a love hate with it when it comes. I'm like, oh, do I want to do it those, again? <laughs> Sorry. Those last, those last, what three miles, man, man, oh yeah. man, that incline at the end, that that's brutal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah. good that you set that one out, especially with an injury. Yeah, I'm glad I skipped that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to jump in so bad. I was like, let me jump in. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I remember so I remember being at the start, I was freezing, bouncing around. I had full on, you know, buff over my nose. I had hat on, I had gloves, I was bouncing just to stay warm. And but it was like 32, were, you said low 30s? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So everybody was pretty chilly at the at the start, but uh and then uh, after the gun went off, I think it took, uh, I, th- I think I started shedding layers like um, <laughs> not, not long after. Yeah. Yeah. So Ashley, Ashley's yeah, holding a photo up <laughs> so for those listening. And Carolyn looks like she's in Antarctica uh, about to do like a expedition of some kind. You can't, you can't even see her you face. You can't see her face at all. Wait, Carolyn, you're from Bozeman, Montana. We're like it's zero degrees. And Andy, have to remember, I just moved here like six months ago, and I'm just just now beginning to understand what cold is. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm a total wimp. I I like Yeah. yeah. Don't handle but cold. There's a difference between wet cold and dry cold. There really is. Yeah. So ah, humidity. Yeah. I'm it's really high humidity here. Yeah, I'm experiencing dry cold and I don't feel it as much. And but in Bandera, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's San Antonio is awful with the humidity. So that's mm-hmm. right outside of it. That's yeah. didn't think of that. And so yeah, that that index is like, were you sweating more because of that? 
like I'm sure it was cold. I was thirsty all day. And then um but it, but also it made for really great running conditions. It was, was like, during the day. Okay, so if this doesn't get above 60, this mm-hmm. is going to be really good in terms of because heat index is a whole different animal. And I, I at the beginning thought I don't have to worry about heat at all here. Just mm-hmm. just warm enough until I can shed some layers. So mm-hmm. yeah. I was How warm happy. did it get? Not too warm, like what? I don't even know. Lake, you know what maybe, it got maybe to? Maybe low fifties. Um, was that nice? Maybe. Yeah. Sounds really nice. Yeah. That sounds it was. It was cool. great. It wasn't like super windy um, during the all. day. Um, but Bandera is 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 really humid area. Um, even if it's cool, you won't realize how much you're sweating there mm-hmm. um most times i've i've dehydrated there luckily i still finished but <laughs> I was dehydrated yeah. pretty early on yeah. <laughs> that's the thing you think it's cool and you're like hey great I'll yeah. that. you have to worry about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, so start, yeah it's just it's just a, a group start like a couple hundred people like 500 people i don't know how many people are in this, this this one i did see the uh, registration it was about i want to say like 460 were registered for the 100k mm-hmm. um there's a lot more in the other races also i think there was like another 450k competitive but um it's usually a really high number it's it's one of the oldest uh, trail races here in texas uh tejas mm-hmm. trails puts on a really great race amazing yeah. aid stations they go all out on these aid stations here mm-hmm. at this one since it's their bread and butter, um, number one trail race. So. Yeah. So what I, I think that the, the, uh, bulk of us started at seven 30, mm-hmm. but did the elites start at like seven? Is there an elite class that starts at seven or did we all just, start um, at seven? no, they usually all start together. Like, um, this year was the first year that it wasn't a golden ticket race It's still, uh, oh. still a lottery qualifier. But um, even last year, um, I got to run with when Courtney was there. Yeah. Um, We all, I mean, that's what makes trail racing so amazing. And I'm biased, but I think it's the best sport in the world because you get to line up with Courtney DeWalter, um, Killian Jornet, whoever else Mm -hmm. um, in the same start line. But we all start the same, Mm -hmm. which I was hoping she would let me last year, but I never saw (laughs) <laughs> so, so I was like, please laugh me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was kind of eyeballing the start and I was like, I don't recognize anybody here. What's going on? Maybe they started earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was the first year they pulled it. Hopefully they get the lottery ticket back because it's it's a really great race. It just um on the crewing side, it, it's really hard. That was only my second time crewing, but crewing is just, just taxing mentally. As running the race and pacing, that's why I commend Ashley and Nicole. I so crewed funny. and paced at 100 miler last year, and it was wow. it was like I ran the race. I was so beaten. But, yeah, but, yeah. Um, let, let's turn to the the crew because those yeah. are like they're like the the unsung unsung <laughs> heroes, right? Yeah, the crews. The crew and paces. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a two laps, right? It's two fifty Ks yeah. to do a hundred K. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I heard 
there was uh 20 something and 30 something miles so you didn't meet and pick up at the 50k that would be impossible so where so is it i guess proximity how do you how do you know where your runner is i guess that's a really important thing that's that's what's tough is is Mm -hmm. i I mean i don't know how just on my perspective but um as i was trying to find my racer luckily um carolyn and him were pretty close to about the same pace carolyn was crushing him <laughs> she really was so i was pacing i was every time carolyn would come in i was like okay my runner should be like 10 15 minutes back right so so, so um just, sorry brian but, but yeah it was you don't have no service out there so i was you can check like the leaderboards or, or anything like that so you just have to like go aid station to aid station. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't, actually, Nicole, I don't know how you guys um, did that aspect. I think you guys had some service. I didn't have any service out there. Yeah, yeah how do you do we, it? We were like kind of, we had service in some spots and most of the time I feel like we didn't, but we'd get lucky once in a while at certain aid stations and we'd do the find my iPhone, like track mom, cause we share our locations with her. So we would, try to find her like that but uh, most of the time I feel like we were relying on we were calculating her mile pace between each aid station and then we were anticipating how much more time it was going to take her to get to the next one so we'd get at the aid station like 10 to 15 minutes early and just wait see when she was coming in calculate her mile time then like tell her what it was and then calculate how long it would take her to get to the next aid station so we're kind of doing it like that kind of tracking when we were able to but it is mostly calculated yeah how many um were those those mats where you run across and like you know registers to the network timing chips yeah timing chips yeah how how often were those only at the start and finish seven it was only at the lap start right okay oh wow okay okay so so it wasn't, I think you're right, Ashley. I don't think it was at each aid station. There were seven aid stations, but I think the timing chip, uh, the the electronics I, were start and finish. Yeah, that's that's a real challenge. Like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely hear you. Like, I've, I've been a pacer or a crew person, and you have no idea. You're, you could yeah. be waiting hours, and then you get worried. You're like, oh, yeah. where um, where are they? And they could just be having a tough time and walking a little bit or something. Yeah. I have to say, I I was dramatically underprepared for this. I, I I was like, oh, you know, pacing, crewing, I can do that. That's fine, you know. But then I get there and I'm like, I'm not I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy for this job. I I'm the wrong guy. I should have. There should be a different guy here, you know. I was, and I told my mom after, I was like, you need like professional pacers because I just feel like I am not the one, but you know, given that I learned a lot and I feel like for the next one, I will be more prepared. Um, oh. cause I twice, two aid stations, I was late to meet. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. I was like, this is my one job is to meet them here. And then because Ashley wasn't with me, I tried to do the calculations and it, I, I don't well, know. You, I don't you, know what happened. You were, you know what? 
you win because you are in the proximity of her running. And that's all that matters. I was like, close by. Like, even if you were getting coffee and she ran by, which has actually happened to me in a race with a significant other, like, <laughs> that you were there is important. And, and well, the, the runner you know, appreciates. Yes, and, and I'm going to speak up here because for, for Nicole, I, I appreciate your take on your side of things. But, you know... <laughs> I had a really good first loop, which is 30 miles. I was right on pace. So I had three goals in this race, which was one, A, I wanted to finish. And then B, I wanted to be first in my age group. And then I also wanted to get a Western States qualifier. So I thought, okay, I have to bring this in under 17 hours. So if I do a 15 minute mile consistently, I, I can I can bring that in. So my first 30 miles was like, flawless it was and flawless and i ran what what, uh what was your time on the 50k i think it was eight hours and just some change seven hours eight and you have an hour to spare to qualify for western date so i think it was seven and a half yeah so i thought yeah i I think you were around seven seven something right and it felt so comfortable. And I thought, you know, there's some tough climbs in there, but I got this. It felt comfortable. I wasn't pushing too hard. I thought this is great. So the the plan was for Ashley to meet me on the first loop at mile 21, which was Chapas. Was that Chapas? Where, mm-hmm. where did you meet me? Mm-hmm. Ashley. I met you at Chapas, both laps. Chapas. Mm-hmm. And so she was going to meet me at Chapas and bring me into the finish. And she... We did that and it was great. And we had a great first lap, really comfortable. And I thought, great, okay, I'll just take a minute. We stopped at the aid station. Nicole was coming on board. I slammed down some mashed potatoes and a bunch of uh, Coca-Cola as much as I could fill my tummy. And then um, we set off. Oh, Nicole was late or something there. I was like, here's where I was late. Here's where I (laughs) fell I have a a question because you mentioned uh, food. Yes. What was, did you, did you have a plan or were you just like, I'm just going to eat while I go along? Um, I brought, I, I'm a really huge fan of baby food in those baby food pouches. So in my hydration pack, I had water, I had tailwind and I had baby food packages. I also brought like some sugar in the form of candy, like M&Ms or whatever, in case I needed like an extra boost. And then I just, I was, I was pretty good about fueling on the baby food and it, they digest so well, they go right into your system really easily. There's no, no tummy upset and stuff like that. And so when I got to the first loop mark felt really felt good. I, I was tired, but it felt good. And Nicole wasn't there. And I just thought, okay, I don't want to spend a bunch of time at an aid station. I'm going to wait a couple minutes. She's not there. And so I said to Ashley, I said, tell Nicole to meet me at the next one. If she's not here and she can't uh, come up to me, then, then tell her I'll meet her at, at tell, boils at the, at the very next boils. one. Yeah. At boils. And so I took off and then, And then I'm going up this, there's a really steep climb right out of, right out of the gate. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty tired. And I hear this little voice behind me like, Hey mom, (laughs) I look behind me. There's 
Nicole. I'm like, oh my God, thank God I don't have to do this by myself. <laughs> so I was so tired because actually I was walking out from the car and I was like, um, you know, 20, 30 minutes early. And then here they come flying in. I'm, and I see Ashley and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I've missed my, my mark. And Ashley's like, mom's already, she's a quarter mile on the race already. And I was like, oh no. And, um, and so I just I'm like, take it. I take, I give her the bag and then, and I'm just running, I'm running and I'm flying. I wasn't flying, but I was just going. I was, I was honestly tired when I met up with her. Cause I was like, I just, I have to, and it was like all uphill the first like quarter mile. I mean, it was like gradual, but I was tired yeah. and then I, I was like I don't want to run 60 miles but yeah um I met up with her and we were able to tackle some of those big climbs together and then we came into the Boyles aid station and I think I think mom you started you you were feeling pretty good after well, that before before we did that though we do you remember we got to the top of that climb that you met me and we're starting on the second loop. We got to the top of that climb and we're going along. And then I tripped. And was that I, the, f- that was, was that my the first, first one? Fall. That was my first fall on the second loop. And I was, I had up to then been feeling really super confident. And I thought, Oh, I'll just repeat the same thing. I did the first loop well, I've got this in the bag, no problem. And then I tripped on a rock and I went down on my forearm pretty good and I was like uh okay and Nicole was there thank goodness and she helped me back up and I was like okay and it I didn't feel I, I felt shook up but I and I I remember losing my self-confidence in running on the because those those trails there are really really rocky um they're single track but they're really rocky and I thought, oh, crap, I, uh, I, I don't know. This is, I lost all, a lot of self-confidence in running. And, I, and so I shook it off and uh, I, I started running when I could, when it feel, felt like it was smooth and then walked when it was really rocky and then started building my self-confidence. And we went for another, what, how, did we get to Boils? We got to Boils, that was five miles. And then I... Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Ashley and I ate a little bit and I was like, actually, that didn't really feel like anything. So I'm going to keep going. I had not trained at all. And we like ran a little bit. We didn't do a ton of running. It was a lot of power hiking up those bigger climbs and stuff. Um, But I I hadn't trained, not even a little bit for this, (laughs) but I I was actually feeling pretty good. And so we, I kept going with her another four miles and then she fell again. And then I hit another rock and I fell again, but this time I fell hard on my knee and I, I almost landed in one of those cactuses and I, I, my, my calf muscles started cramping really hard. And I, I remember I was laying on the ground and I started to cry and I, I just, I was beyond, I couldn't believe I'd fallen a second time. And I, I just rolled over onto my back and I, I said, Nicole, I, I don't think I can do this. I really, I don't think I can do this. This is, I just fell on my knee. My knees really, really sore. And then just as that happened, this man who I got his name, his name was Maru. He was climbing up behind us and he stopped and he said, are you okay? And I said, I, I really don't know. And um, he said, well, you can't, can you stand up? And I said, I, 
I'm not sure. So Nicole and this gentleman helped me to my feet. And then I stood there for a minute and I was like, I was crying. And I said, Nicole, I'm so sorry. I don't think I can finish this. And she said, just shake it off, shake it off. And this man said, hey, you know what? Why don't you just, uh, we're about a half mile to the next aid station. Why don't you just walk it in and, uh, and uh, you know, just check it out to see how it feels. And I, and I said, do, do you have any Tylenol on you? <laughs> he goes, as a matter of fact, I do. I said, could I have, could I have two, please? <laughs> so he gave me like two Tylenol and I chugged him down and I said, what's your name? And he said, my name is Maru. And I said, thank you so much for stopping. You, you're really kind. You didn't have to. He goes, what's your, what's your number? I said, 76. He goes, well, I'll let you, I'll let the aid station know that you're coming and you might want to sit or whatever. And I said, okay, thank you so much. And he went on his way. And so Nicole and I walked a half mile to the next aid station. And um, by the time I got there, I had a half mile to like process in my brain. And what I thought to myself was, okay, I didn't, I didn't drag my daughters to Texas, like to do this, to do this race and then have a couple of spills and it's not going the way I want to. And then to just quit. I like my, my body still works. Everything still works. It's my, I realized at that point it was my, my, my mental status that was, that was not in the right place. And I thought, you know, this is what I was talking about. It's like, when it gets really hard, this is, this is it. This is where you, I can quit because it's not going my way or I can, I can get my crap together and, and continue. And so we got to the next aid station and I had, uh, I think Blake, was that where we met you? And you were talking about, uh, and stuff and you were offering mm -hmm. us training. yeah it was a plus training i believe yeah. i think that was yeah and uh so blake this is where blake enters the picture because the um i think ashley had been talking to blake and told him i took in a spill and he was offering me some pulls but uh his pulls were being used by his runner but at the next aid station i could use his pulls if, if i if i wanted to and i i was kind of i was overcome by the generosity of 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 people like Blake, who I don't know, I've just met him and yet so generous and so um, accommodating and sincere and, and, and understanding the efforts and, and the mental space that you're in. And there was another gentleman there with his wife and I don't know, I never got his name. And I remember, I think it was you, Blake, that said, you said something really important. I'm not sure you understand how important it was at the time, but but you said, like, don't let the fall get in your head. Yeah. And that's exactly what it happened. I couldn't think about anything else. I was like, I'm going to fall. I'm just trashed here. Yeah. And, and, it, and that advice was like, oh my gosh, he's right. And, I'm led, and I'm I, led I should I'll say, like, it's an understandable place to fall. You're like, it really is. Like, you're over Andrew, like, 50K, you're doing mm -hmm. technical stuff, it's rocky. When I fall usually in a parking lot or something, and then <laughs> yeah. I'll do like 20 miles I, technical, and then next you know, time so. I do Bandera, I'll come away with like three or four black toes from there. So how, yes, how rocky yeah. it is. So one, it's totally like, like almost I won't say expected, but like, yeah, it that would be expected to happen in this race. And mm -hmm. then two, you're you're like. You, you broke, and then you, you're putting your yeah. mental pieces back together. 
That's yeah. and, so, and, so cool. Yeah. And and the other thing I thought it was like, I okay, so I've done 40 miles. I'm more than halfway there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not having the race I want. So I'm gonna if I am I gonna quit because of that? I could still walk. If I have to yeah. walk this in, I'm still gonna finish. Yeah. I'm still gonna finish under the time frame. I'm still gonna get were my you bucket. were you thinking where you were in, in your your uh age, your place with the other lady? I I still haven't looked at the results closely. Mm-hmm. Like, were you thinking, oh, I'm not going to be first in my age group? Was that running at in that, your head? At that point, I'd let go of two things. I'd let go of being first in my age group, and I'd let go of, of Western States uh, lottery ticket. And I remember telling, I think it was Nicole, I said, I'm, I'm going to let go of that so I can just let go of that. And the main thing here is that, you know, I'm going to finish this race. I have I'm I'm way under the 24-hour mark. There's no problem. I can if I walk the, the next 20 miles, I'm gonna finish way under the mark. And I just had I had no idea where I was. I just thought, you know what? I'm here to finish. I want to go home with a buckle, and that's what I focused on. And then the most interesting thing happened is I think we came into I don't remember if it was nachos where the nachos, where all the people yeah. are, or was it chapas? Where the, the the big building is and the music playing. is a big building. Uh-huh. Yeah. Chuckles. So I remember I came in there. Ashley, you were in the car. You were in the car mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Nicole was with me. And mm-hmm. Nicole stopped in the car with Ashley. And I went into the aid station because I thought I had to check in to make sure that they knew I was there. And I walk in and I'm waiting and I'm eating more potatoes, <laughs> mashed potatoes. And I see my first place. I see the first place finisher in my age group from the last three years in a row walk in behind me. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, uh, girls, 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 where are you? And I, and I'm like, okay. Who happens okay. to be good friends with Blake, actually? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it Nancy? Yes. It was oh, Nancy. Man. <laughs> she's so amazing. I, but... Nancy's she is amazing. And I, and I see her and she's getting out her drop bag and all that. I'm like, she's going to sit down and, and do stuff. And I have a chance to get ahead of her right now, even though I'm walking. And I, I'm like looking for the girls. And as soon as the girls walk into the, fortunately, they came in to the aid station like a minute later. I said, um, my competition's here. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. <laughs> and so, so they're like, are you sure you don't want to? I'm like, nope. We need to go. We need to go. We just need to go. So we we took off. I think it Ashley, you took in with me at that point, and we we mm-hmm. head out in the dark with our headlamps on. And uh, do you want to take it from there, Ashley? What your thoughts are? <laughs> like we started. That was the the flatter section, and I remember saying to Ashley, "Okay, give me your fastest pace walking and put on some really good music." And I think she put on <laughs> Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What did you play? What what mile was this where you met up with Ashley? So Um, we're like this was Chapa's the second lap, so it was at mile fifty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about ten miles from the from the finish. Ten miles to go. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to yeah. I wanted to add something back to when you fell the second time because i think that was a really pivotal moment and like as a pacer for the first time for first of all we've been feeding you advil at every aid station because 
your back was also hurting because she also yeah. pinched a nerve and her, I think it was like her left lower back or pulled a muscle or something. And so we were feeding her Advil at every aid station. So there was that. And then she fell twice. And I was thinking, I'm, I really don't know if she can do this without really hurting herself again and falling. And I was like, I don't, I really don't know if she can pull this off. And like, I think it's going to take all night to walk the whole race. And so I felt like she kind of pulled herself out of this funk. And I was kind of like, yeah, let's just, you know, shake it off. And I kind of kept quiet about my perspective because I was really worried. You know, as a family member, I think that's why it gets really hard when you're a family member of somebody running because you're like, oh, I just for you, I don't think this is a good idea because I'm worried about you. But maybe if you were not related, you'd be like, you're fine. Let's go. You know, but I found that really hard. <laughs> as, as a parent or as a, as a dad, I, I worry not so much of getting hurt, but what my wife is going to think if I get really hurt. <laughs> that's that's like, a really good yeah. point, because there's like, a big yeah. difference from, like, being exhausted <laughs> and tired and, and wanting to quit as opposed to, like, injured and trying to run through it. Yeah, it's like Carolyn like, coming home and couldn't but, walk. But well, on that part too, when, when like, I think it was doing? Nicole that asked me at one of the aid stations if I had if there was a place to rent poles or or, and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, well, actually, I do have some poles in my car, but it was at a home base mm-hmm. at that time, so I was like, I can meet you guys at the next aid station and bring the poles. But at that time, uh, when I saw Carolyn, yeah, I mean, she was in a down spot as as we always yeah. all hit. I've been there, trust me. My first 50 miler, I cried. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is horrible. It went totally not how I planned. <laughs> no. But no. I was like, I'm never doing another ultra ever again. But here we are. <laughs> After I get to the finish, I totally forget all that. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, it was amazing. I had immense joy because... She overcame that. And when we saw her at the next aid station, it was a whole different demeanor. She was like, okay, it's how how much longer to the to the finish? 15 miles. So that was props to you. Not everybody can overcome that. So, so that started at 7 30 a.m. You started on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and you finished uh 18 hours, 29 minutes later. I can't do the math. So what what time is dark, right? Is that mm-hmm. two in the morning? Yeah. Two, two in the morning? Yes, two in the morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I remember I remember so we we left Chapas, we got to Yaya's, and I think we got to Yaya's and Nancy came in like three minutes after. So we were only there for like three minutes and and Ashley said, I'm gonna keep going with you, mom. And I said, Okay, great. So as soon as we saw Nancy, we're like Time to go. And so yeah, I yeah, thought this like, is 4.14 to the finish. After yeah. Yaya. Also, yeah. we did not plan on doing this many miles with <laughs> with our runner. We didn't we didn't anticipate this. As I said, I did not train. Wait, so so were you like, wow, mom really needs us. Let's yes, not just that's leave exactly, her back. That's exactly what we were thinking. Because she even said, like, I wouldn't have kept going without you guys. And and so we yeah. were like, I'm literally so worried that she's going to fall and just be out in the bush 
falling, you know? And, and so we were like, okay, we're power hacking with you. Um, and I was like, I really don't know how we're going to get through this without her falling again. But it turns out the terrain that mom and I were on, um, was actually just way worse than the rest of the terrain after that, apparently. And so Ashley was like really slowly walking down these hills with our mom, um, so that she wouldn't trip over rocks going downhill until she got her confidence back. And then we were power hiking and then the Lizzo came on. And then Lizzo came on, yes. Lizzo. Yes. So we were, um, so the last, when we left Yaya's, uh, we, the attitude at that point was we have two miles left. Was it two miles from um, Yaya's? No, from Yaya's, it's about like four point something. Four. And then, yeah. and then so a lot of that is flat, except for there's this monster climb. It goes straight up and then straight down. And yeah. so, so Ashley and I were just, I don't know what we were listening to. It was a lot of really fast paced music. And mm-hmm. I just said, just keep going as fast as you can power walking and I will follow you. And then we went up this really steep climb. It's rocks. It's like rocks. And we got up to the top and then it's like the same exact down. You have to come down the other side of this exactly rocky steep thing. And at, as soon as we got down to the bottom, I I realized it was going to be flat to the finish. I think we had a mile and a half to go and we mm-hmm. were just power power walking the whole way. And I remember we passed, how many people did we pass Ashley on that last stretch? I think we passed five on the flat part right before the finish line. So really I think people strong. were really just exhausted yeah. at that point and giving it their all. Mm-hmm. What people were on the, like there's two guys on the side of the road that were just, one dude was like cramping up really bad and we're like wow we didn't expect to pass anybody but the last mile and a half we were passing just by power walking we were Mm -hmm. passing people and then I said to Ashley I said okay so if you see a single headlamp behind you (laughs) if you see one single headlamp coming up on us behind you grab my hand and we're gonna run this thing in because nobody's gonna stop us. No one's gonna pass us at this point. And um, mm-hmm. we saw a simple headlamp behind us. And we're like, okay. She grabbed my hand and we just ran it into the end. And it was really fun. There was cowbells going and Blake, you were there and and, and PJ was there. PJ was PJ, there. The assistant race director. And yes. I had met him the day before when he had given me a ride on his ATV um, <laughs> to go, Ashley and I were walking around trying to scope out the course and everything. And this, we, you know, we saw this, this guy who was, he's very friendly. Um, and he was like, Oh, you can come into boils this way and everything. And then, you know, we're walking down trying to find our mom's car and he comes up he's like, Hey, d- like I can give one of you a ride down. We explain the situation and everything. And so basically he had given me a ride. I, I recognized him saw him again at the finish line. I was like, hey, PJ. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm the assistant race director. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. I, I had no yeah. idea, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> great race directors, yeah. Uh, yeah. PJ and Chris. So who is yeah. the race director? So we got PJ, the assistant. And Chris, Chris McWaters, I believe. Chris McWaters? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. That's, yeah, uh, so- that's a lot to do a big race like this. Kudos yeah, they, do, they, they, they put on a race every month, like year round. So, uh, yeah. but this is the biggest one. This is the biggest um, 
the Super Bowl one that they've got instead. So, so Blake, what about your runner? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Brian. Um, it was it was pretty amazing. I got to the finish. We got to the finish about like sixteen hours and thirty minutes. He wasn't in yet, but I was like, he sh- he really. Oh, well, he says he doesn't care about Western states, but I'm gonna get him to register. <laughs> but so yeah, right. <laughs> I got mine last year, so I'm hoping to get another one now that I'm finally injury free. Um, after yeah. six months, I had to take a six month break, but which was horrible. But that's another story. But I got there about 16 hours and 30 minutes, and there was, as expected, a bunch of people coming in trying to hit that 17 hour mark yeah. I kept looking there's nothing no Brian no Brian no Brian um it's 16:59, and you can see in the distance one last headlamp coming and I was like I wasn't expecting it to be him I was like just like I was shaking it was so cold <laughs> then as he gets closer you can finally see because he's out of the darkness and I recognized his gloves because he had my gloves I had a my only crew mishap i misplaced his gloves and i was like here's mine i was oh, like no. oh my god i can't believe i did this so, <laughs> i was freaking out so but but my gloves were like bright yellow so i was like oh my gosh that's brian so i was jumping up and down he literally made it 16 hours 59 minutes and he was like i was like you got western states he was like i don't care about western states he was like the temperature started dropping so i started moving so he was like a big gust came and he was like i've got to get out of here congratulations that's awesome yeah so he he got in that was that was amazing um yeah i wasn't at the finish when you finished um so I was like, I didn't get Carolyn's bin number. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I didn't know your name at that time either. So <laughs> I was looking uh, on on the results page, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I remember I have Nicole's from Marin. So I was looking at California. There was only like a few people from California, but I was like, I don't think any of these people are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but, but I had yeah. gotten Blake's phone number because <laughs> mm-hmm. we thought we were going to use these polls and then we had to like give them back somehow. So then I remembered to text Blake later and I was like, hey, like, here's how my mom did. And then, yeah, we've just been talking about all the other races we're going to do together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that I'll just be present for in some way. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, man, it's so what registration. Is what would nice. you do different at this race at Bandera or or a hundred k in general? What 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 did you do well? What did you what would you do different? For me, sure. Um, I well, I'm actually um, in Canyons 100k in Auburn, California, so I'm going to be working on that. And this Bandera was a really good learning experience. So I think that Canyons. It's not going to be as rocky, although I could be wrong. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to train with poles this time because I've never really used poles. I was nervous about using them. They're a lifesaver. Yeah. So I, I'm going to I'm going to incorporate poles into my training. I'm also going to incorporate. I live in Montana and we have some mountains here, like within 10 minutes from where I live. 
that I can go and and hike. And so what I'd like to do is use the poles and use a vest and put some junk in my vest and just get used to wearing a vest hiking in high altitude because we have a mountain here close that goes up to 9,000 feet and it's hiking. It's just hiking, use your poles and hike. And so I, I, I want to train a lot with that. Um, so that would be a thing I would do differently. Um, and then I would also incorporate regular mileage on some regular trails here. Um, I think my hydration and my, um, nutrition was on point. I never felt, I never, none of this race had anything to do with hydration or non-fueling. And it was, it was purely confidence on the trail. So I'm going to focus on how do I become really confident on a trail? I think poles will help, um, and elevation. Um, the other thing that was astounding to me was that I never had any blisters 60 miles. And I wore these socks that I bought from, um, this farm that uh, raises alpacas and they make socks out of alpaca fur. And I, I bought a pair of their um, socks and they told me at the time, like, these are more, um, moisture wicking than any wool product that you can find. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I wore those and I expected to have to change my shoes and socks at the halfway point at the 30 mile mark and didn't have to not, not one blister. So kudos to the alpaca farm here up in Montana, their products. I love alpacas. Are... Oh so my God. Is that your first time wearing those? <laughs> The first time, and they were amazing. <laughs> on race day, you know you're not on, supposed to do yeah. stuff on race day. You're <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. And I, I remember yeah. thinking that, like, I, I remember bringing an extra pair of shoes and extra pair of socks, thinking this is going to be a mistake. And they were, they were. I will always wear alpaca socks now, forevermore. Yeah, I'm going to tell oh, them. The shoes. I thought your shoes were new too. The shoes were my uh, Saucony Exodus Ultra Two. Uh, they were awesome. No, no problem. No problem whatsoever. They were grippy. They, I didn't, you sound I didn't really, I didn't, prepared. Like, I didn't trip. No I didn't trip because my shoes were bad. I tripped because I, I think I, I need new contact lenses or something, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't because of my gear. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. so Blake, other than giving, uh, losing the gloves for your uh, racer, um, what, what other things did you change? <laughs> yeah, as as crew, um, yeah, it's definitely a learning experience. Like Nicole mentioned, um, somewhere like Bandera, where you have no service, it's good to know that you don't have a service, which I should have known from the beginning because I've been there like four times prior. Um, I realized I should have done like kind of like what Nicole and Ashley were doing is getting a pace and uh, charting down like how long it took him to get to each aid station because I wasn't and then the second loop I was like how long did it take him to get to this one last time I don't know <laughs> so I know he's gonna be slower this time around but just, yeah I had to just like guesstimate like each time but I mean I was I was there for the long haul so I, was, I just once he passed that aid station I'd go straight to the next and just hang out um just I was already in the mindset I'm gonna be here all the while so so it was fun meeting everybody but um but yeah I mean it's just that in general um I came prepared I had extra 
well, I had clothes for myself because in case I was going to pace. So as, as it got closer to like, well, while we're in the second loop, it's temperature slowly started dropping again. And I was like, Brian, I've got extra like long sleeves if you need them, <laughs> hoping he would take them so I could use that as an excuse not to pace. <laughs> so, right? like, I was like, you're going to drop me anyways if I pace because um, I, 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 I always get a last win between Chapa's and in the finish line um at that place so so you know, I, I i experienced the same thing i i felt great i i felt great from chapas and yayas going he, forward i i don't know, I don't know if it's happened. that smoother ground because it's that like little pasture <laughs> but also it might yeah. be mental where you're thinking ah, we're almost done with this we're yeah. Almost done. yeah four miles left yeah there i think you do reach a point in yeah. Where yeah, and that's like the most like, non-technical oh, area in the course is, is that last little part. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then what's really cool is at the end, Ashley, do you remember? We saw the Hoka blow up. They're, they're like these blow up things that are. The little pylons. Fly, human fly. And she's like, Mom, I think we're almost done. I'm like, really? Yeah, Does those are a relief like, when you see this. <laughs> You start seeing those, you're like, your spirit starts soaring. You're like, do you think we're almost done with this? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're almost done. That's and, a uh, long day. That's a very yeah. long day. Yeah. 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 It was I'll great. I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I. Oh. Ash is cutting out. <laughs> Ash. Ashley, we lost you. I'll text her. <laughs> yes. She said, am I frozen on the screen? Yes. Oh, there you go. Oh, there, you go. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think what I, I would change about the ring. Oh. Oh. Ashley, you need a hotspot, girl. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Hotspot yourself <laughs> it seems that her wi-fi is not very good <laughs> i you know what i like about this race i've never been there i don't know the course or anything yeah. but i like that it's a loop i like that it's two loops i think psychologically you've done it once you know what it's going to be the second time yeah and to do like a point to point 100k Yes. which I think I'm registered for one. I haven't even looked at the course. Oh, seems yeah. a lot harder. <laughs> which one? Uh, because which one? Which one uh, in, I don't even know. It's in, it's in like the summer. But uh, go ahead, Ashley. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I figured out my Wi-Fi issue. So thank you for your patience. But I, I was just going to add, I think what I would change about the race just being a first time pacer is remember you're also racing the race. <laughs> I think you get, you can get so focused on preparing your runner and being there for your runner and fueling your runner and having the baby food ready and the sodium and the Tylenol and the Advil. And then you realize 20 miles in, you're like, I haven't even eaten anything. And how am I supposed to pace my runner if I'm not properly yeah. fueled? So that was something that I learned. I was like, wow, you like, I also need to take care of me. It's mm -hmm. a, and it, you know you're thinking about someone else and 
you're responsible for them doing well, but that also entails that you need to be well fueled and rested. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. On top of being a pacer, like yeah, your nutrition—that's that's all key. Uh, every runner's different too. Um, <laughs> some need to be. I, I'm the type of runner when I'm hitting that point. I I like my pacer to help keep me on the right side of <laughs> that black hole. Yeah, so yeah. some people like that. Uh, other people just like you being there so every runner is different for their mm -hmm. pacer so yeah that pacing role is is crucial that's so, sure. Ashley that's really good advice because yeah. I see people just having a big party and like yeah. and they yeah. haven't slept they've just been right. yelling the whole day you know cowbell yeah. or whatever and, yeah. and then they're like supposed to be running with people so yeah you don't want to be the the liability on you on your runner exactly and your runner does end up so, depending on you when they really need the help so it, yeah 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 good. that's a really good so, point yeah i'll get to crew and pace brian at his next race um he got into leadville 100 so Woo! i was point to point so i'm looking forward to that so mm -hmm. i can that's finally run job. and play <laughs> he's like <laughs> you're gonna pace me up hope pass since you're the one talking oh me into God. this right? so i was like great that's, that's, let's that's do it yeah, oh my gosh wow <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. isn't that all like about ten thousand feet or something yeah. ridiculous no, pretty much doesn't it averages just yeah goes there and goes up and yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i do want to go ahead oh, I, I i just want to uh say to ashley's point about being a pacer and also to nicole because when you're pacing for the first time and you you think, gosh, am I doing this right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to say that you both were equally, completely, you kept asking me questions like, do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? And I would just answer in one syllable <laughs> answers like, no, yes, no, yes, I'm okay. I'm fine. And they were consistently just very neutral and they didn't get upset they didn't they they had the right demeanor through the whole thing i felt really comfortable with them um and and being able to say i don't want that yeah. i don't want that yes i need this yes i need this and they just kept they kept pushing in they kept pushing nutrition which is exactly what they should have done and there were times when I had to say, no, if I take one more thing in, I think I might get nauseous. And they didn't push after that. And then they pushed like five minutes later. And and they, you guys really, I have to say, you guys really had that dialed in. I don't think you know that. So I just want you to know from my perspective as a runner, you had the right, you had the right level of pushing and backing off, pushing and backing mm -hmm. off. You really did. So I appreciate Credit that. mostly to Ashley. Ashley had a whole oh. page of calculations on how much <laughs> sodium and carbs and protein and mm -hmm. potassium and whatever other vitamins out there, you know, she had the whole thing figured out in like a whole page. I was not <laughs> as prepared. Um, but yeah, that was mostly Ashley. I, re I do remember Ashley saying, I, I, she would say, you know, mom, do you want to, do you want to have some more food? I'm like, no, I can't eat anymore. She goes, I really think you should. And I'm like, yeah, I can't not one more bite. She's like, I really think you should. I just I, I can't I really think you should. She was just like just so constant like that. And then there was a there was a point at the the last, the very last climb. 
And she's like, do you want some more of these beans with the electrolytes and the caffeine? And like, no, 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 I'm good. She goes, I really think you should. And I thought about it for two seconds. Like, okay, stop for one second, pour a bunch in my hand and let's keep going. Cause I was worried about being passed at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I took like (laughs) seven of these jelly beans with caffeine and just marched right over this hill. She's like, zoing. I was wired at the end, like, great. Here we go. So we had her driving home because Ashley and I were so tired. I was like, I fell asleep immediately once I got out of the <laughs> front seat. I was like, I can't, I can't do this for you. I'm sorry. Did you? And so the runner drove herself home. Yeah, because she was so captivated. We she was fine bad. mentally. So bad. I would actually I mean, all three so of them tired. really raced. <laughs> I mean, it was the caffeine pills she had at the end of the race. She was awake, and we were, Nicole and I hit a wall when we crossed the finish line. We fell asleep in the car, and poor mom had to, had to drive everybody home. I felt so bad. So yeah, I, was, I would I would not function so after, bad when you woke up. After midnight. <laughs> our, I'm, our I'm pretty was... useless after midnight. Never, yeah. after, actually, after 11 p.m. So like, yeah. I, I'm all for starting at like three or four a.m., but wow. the whole like running into the night that just scares me. That's oh yeah, yeah. That's I need my sleep. Yeah. That's yeah. That's we rough. had a, we had a 45 minute drive home to the to the hotel from the start, and I climbed in the back and thought I'm just gonna pass out back here. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there wide awake, like oh okay, I'm She's wide like, awake. She's looking out the window like. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like fighting the sleep demons. And Ashley's like, I can do it. I can drive. And her eyes are like half closed. And I was like, Mom, I need you to take the wheel. <laughs> and she hopped up there like the true hero she is. Were there people, so logistics wise, were there people that just camped at the finish? Or like, yeah. how do you, yeah, how do you do that? Because you're exhausted, you're tired. It, yes, like, there was just... camping offered, I think. Yeah. yeah, there's it's a state park, so there's there's people camping. I there was quite a few RVs and vans and people just in tents, but mm-hmm. um yeah, there's little cabins. So like if if you guys do ever go back there, um we stay ah, at cabins. Good, it's like about logistics. 15 miles from from the park. <laughs> so they're actually cute little cabins, so that's where we stay. Wait, the cabins oh are, God, are at the finish, or the cabins are 15 miles away? No, they're about, away. like, 15 miles away oh, okay. from the park. Because it would be great to finish and then just, like, crawl into a bed, right? Or well, actually, there is, one, there is one place that's in there in the park. Um, it's called, it's called like, the Lodge. Equestrian Lodge, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But it sells out. That's the first one that sells out pretty fast. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. But so, so uh, Canyon's hundred K. Yeah. You're you're pacing Leadville. Blake, do you have any races this year? I I do. Uh, well, not registered yet. But I was supposed to do Black Canyon hundred K next month. I had to defer because of the injury. But I uh, actually earlier today um, got the all green light from my PT. It's like you can finally. Well, I've been running like the last two, three weeks, but he was like, I'm giving you a green light to go harder. So, so yeah, so I'm kind of excited on that. So, but 
Mammoth Troll Fest. Uh, that registration oh, opens yeah. on Monday. So I went last year. I was supposed to do the triple, uh, which is a 26K, 50K, and then four mile ascent up. Wow. So, wow. but yeah, I may just do one. I was talking to but Nicole about it. She's like, about I think Mammoth. you just need to do one so before you can do three I'm next year. So, so there's, there's no so, humidity yeah. in Mammoth. Mammoth is great. Mammoth yeah. is great. Yeah, I went last year. It was, it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. So I'm doing that, and hopefully, I'm debating on uh, Lake Sonoma. It was either going to be Havelina Hundred, because um, since I have a credit from Black Canyon, um, or Lake Sonoma 100K. Oh wow! Wow. In October, I, I want to get. I, well, not both of them, but just one of them, just to get one yeah. more uh, Western States lottery ticket nice. before next drawing do you get if you do two in a calendar year do you get two tickets you just get one ticket. i'm not for sure i think just one because i had a friend that had multiple tickets last year and she was i don't know if she ever figured it out but it, she was yeah, saying i'd think, only I let her register one. one yeah, yeah. Um, so if i can get one by the end of the year well i think lake sonoma 100k is in october so so hopefully can get one Great. more before the next drawing. So yeah. Wow. yeah. I think actually might have another December. one also. What's that, Blake? I thought you may have another race as well. Me? Um I've got the Canyons 100, and then I just found out today I got the Moab uh -huh. 240, which I was shocked. Uh -huh. Really shocked about. But you got yeah. into Moab 240? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I got selected, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know whether they're to say congratulations or I'm sorry. I think I we should be mourning. It's more of a sad. Well, the reason why I didn't was because I paced a really good friend of mine who lives in Vienna in 2020. One, I, I paced him for 40 miles, but I was also his crew person for the Moab 240. And I've seen the course. I've seen all the crew stops. I've, I, I've paced 40 miles of that. And I, I remember I remember getting the bug and I thought, I wow. someday, someday I want to do this. And and I, I learned a lot about what to do and what not to do from that. So, um, yeah. And so I just, I threw my name in the hat thinking there's no way I'll never get in. And, and this morning <laughs> like I got this notification, like, Hey, you got in. I'm like, uh, great. I think. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm excited. Embrace, so, embrace the suck. I know, yeah. and so I've yeah. been. I'm quietly excited because I also put my name in the hat for. Um, I had some qualifying races for the OCC UTMB, and they just had their lottery, and I was not selected for that. So I was kind of bumming on that. So so, on the heels of being bummed about that, I think that the Moab entry being accepted was like, okay, this is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably sink my teeth into this. And uh, but but in in between those times, I've got um, I think Andy and I were talking about the 24 hour backyard ultra 
which in uh, June you registered in, in I registered. Oh, wow. I registered for one in Anchorage, Alaska, and I think having gotten into um, Moab now, looking at this race in Anchorage, thinking this will be a really good test of no sleep. Really, what's what's the? Uh, do you know how many people have registered for that? Because I'm actually. I'm like a 50-50 on that because I need to just look at some work stuff before yeah. I register. Um, I don't know how many are registered so far. I, I registered like the day it opened, um, but I know that they're only going to accept 50 entran- entrants. There's only going to yeah, be 50. It's, it's like out there. It's in Soldaltna, which is yeah. a couple hours outside of Anchorage. I've been there. And it's like, yeah. actually, we have an office in my my work in Kenai, which is right by Soldaltna. But it's yeah. it's it's there's like nobody out there. It's there's nothing yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. So so the the couple of reasons for that was a I really wanted to try a backyard ultra. I love the concept of of that. Um, I had done a fundraising event here in Montana for the Montana ski team. They were putting on an event, a six hour or a twelve hour event, and it was the first time I'd ever run just like a six hour event, and it was the same. 3.5 mile loop. And I thought I was going to freaking hate it. And I actually loved it. I loved the concept. And I thought, wow, now I get what the backyard ultra is all about. So I really want to do one. And then I was, I found um, the one in Alaska for a couple of reasons. I wanted something that didn't have a lot of participants and that their, um, their top time was only 17 loops. I thought, okay, that that's not like four days of running. That's like a day of running. And then I thought I want something that doesn't have a lot of elevation. So each loop is only about 150 feet of elevation, but also the time frame is a week before my youngest daughter, who's not here with us tonight, graduates from college in Bellingham, Washington. Oh. So I thought I'm going to fly up to Alaska and do this backyard ultra and then just fly down five days later and go to Samantha's graduation. And so it, everything's just sort of worked out for me in terms of timing and the terrain, the elevation and uh, yeah. So, so, so I, I have a, a, a kind of twist on, on plans. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm unable to do a race in February. It's uh, Dylan Bowman's um, big Alta uh, Dylan lives oh, yeah. in my neighborhood. I see him yeah. sometimes. And uh, I was planning to do that. I was actually training for that. That's February 24th, but I have a, a conflict. Um, and so I'm going to do the same exact race. I'm just going to do it on my own. Uh, it's a 50K yeah. on February 10th. So Excellent. I guess the idea is if you really want something, you can just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it's need the whole sure. race behind it. Yeah, that's For that's sure. the beauty of this sport is that you can you can just mimic the thing that maybe you can't get to it log- logically or logistically, but you can recreate it wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It it will yeah. be fun. I actually emailed Dylan. I told him I'm doing it. It's uh, February 10th, and I'm doing. I have a friend of mine, John, we're going to do it together. He's actually doing the race again, February 24th, but it's, yeah. it's a killer race. It's like, what's the name of it again? It's called the big Alta. It's like 7,000. It's the first year they're doing it. Yeah. This is like my backyard. And I know all the trails. Cause like 
a couple of the segments I've created the the trails. But oh, like, wow. Well, oh. created, I just labeled them on Strava and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I run them all the time. Yeah. So. Nice. <laughs> it, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm bummed I can't do the race, but it, I'll do the race anyway. Yeah, I wanted to do that one too, and then I was like, yeah, I really, I've always wanted to do Black Canyon, and I registered for Black Canyon, so it's February too, but now I'm not doing anything in February. <laughs> so, but it's getting there, so I'm going to Arizona to do my first rim to rim to rim to train. My, That's to, cool. Wow. Yeah, to, with Brian, so he can train for Leadville. I think we're going like... Third week in May, third weekend. Wow, that's a beautiful place. Oh, I love it. I've gone like the last three years, but I haven't done rim to rim to rim. Uh, So he was like, we need to do rim to rim to rim to rim. So I was like, let's do it. Is that 42 miles? Is that Mm -hmm. that one? I've always wanted to do that one. That's going to be great. Yeah, you guys are welcome to join. You got to train for Moab 240. Yeah. When when is Moab 240, Carolyn? What's that? When is it? It's October 11th. This year? Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good good train. I don't know how much. Oh, I'm sure there's quite a bit of elevation out there. I did Moab Trail Marathon. I have out there i loved it i mean it wasn't super technical i don't know how the course is for uh, 240 i'm guessing it's probably similar but and is that is that a giant loop or what is the 240 cor- this is like yeah just blows my mind <laughs> yeah it does yeah i was this what i was oh wondering too. <laughs> it, it is a giant loop and i remember um i i crewed um the first one and three quarters of it. And then I met Christian at Glacier. It's like great Glacier's mountain. It's it's at 10,000 feet. And I parked the van there and took off with him. And that is a giant climb. We're still climbing. And then we go down and um, another climb. And and it's it's fire road, a lot of fire road and then single track, but it's not really rocky or technical. It's really runnable. Um, but the beautiful part is coming down the canyon by the river. Green River? Yeah, which is red rock. And it's this beautiful red rock. And you're just coming down all this just this in beautiful red rock. I've, I've never been to Sedona, but I imagine I say that's is that, is that White Rim? Is that what they call it, that area? I don't know exactly. But we're coming de- right down into Moab, and then we end up on this bike path, which is maybe five miles out from the finish line, and we have to run this bike path to, which is right next to the river, and then we cross the freeway and we drop down into the finish line. And I just remember thinking, "Wow, I'd really love to do this someday." And so it feels, looking back at the two courses between. Um, Bandera and Moab. Moab seemed less technical in terms of the rockiness. Yeah. There were slabs, but slabs but were. But one more... of them is 240 miles. Yes. <laughs> What's the cutoff for that? 
I didn't I, even know. I like how you're like, like one of them had little pebbles and one of them had large pebbles and rocks. It's like, yeah. What about the, the fact that it's four times as long? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Sorry. Um, yeah, not as technical, but yeah. 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 If I could just not fall, I mean, I think for me. Um, You'll definitely need pulls there. So. I think, I think is, also. Yeah, I think I'm going to go get some contact lenses. I think that might be part of what's factoring oh. in is like I normally wear glasses and I and I think part of my problem is I just don't see the the rocks as well. Like so yeah, contact I think you need to go to the optometrist, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what's the cutoff there for Moab though for Moab 240? It's got to be you know, a few days, I think. I I don't know. I there, I know there shouldn't that... be a cutoff. I mean I mean there should. Well, like, yeah. Like yeah. If you if it's a Western qualifier, there should be so much leeway because you're out there for days. <laughs> exactly. Days yeah. at least, yeah. right? You're looking at at yeah. least two and a half days. Like yeah, I, I two and a half days I, I versus a sixteen watched. hour. Oh my god. Yeah. And, yeah, I know that my my. My guy that I um, paced, he did it in 107 hours, and he was under the cutoff. So well, that's, what's, that's that's four days, you, yeah, and that's that's so great. That's that's amazing. How much yeah. time are you spending sleeping? Four point, that's four and a half Even, days. Yeah. So I would meet him at the cruise stations. I had rented a uh, a van with a sleep, you know, a sleeper thing and he would I would just meet him there he'd climb in and just lay down and I would time my watch for 30 minutes and he would just sleep for so I think he slept three times for 30 minutes so I think he slept like 90 minutes the entire time I have to say this sounds awful (laughs) (laughs) I mean I can go help (laughs) I once went without sleep for like two days and I was yeah. delirious. Absolutely delirious. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, do, I can't yeah. imagine it. Yeah. Well, I remember the last 10 miles we were coming down. It was all downhill, which was great. But we were coming down and I was in front of him and I remember looking back and he was stumbling walking and I realized that he was falling asleep while he was walking. And I said, Christian, I need you to lay down on the side of the trail right now. Just lay down. I need you to sleep for five minutes, five minutes. And he was like fighting me. I said, you, I, if you fall and hurt yourself, I can't carry you out of here and we have no cell service. So lay, I need you to lay down and sleep. And so he laid down. I have a picture of this guy on the side of this trail in the middle of Moab sleeping. And he slept for five minutes. I said, now you need, okay, let's get up. Because there were some, some headlamps coming. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so tired. I said, there's headlamps coming. And then that per- perked him up because he didn't want anybody to pass him. So he's like, okay, okay. So he gets up. And then that really refreshed him. It was five minutes. But then he was all gung-ho again to go i said we we have like five miles left that's it until you're finished with this entire thing so i just kept saying this is your race finish this this is yours finish let's finish let's go it pays your mom and i said this is all downhill we got this let's just go and we started chasing headlamps in front of us and we passed like four people and then he got really fired up when we started because people are exhausted at the end like ashley you remember at the end people are just like they're dead Mm -hmm. 
So. You're dead inside, they're stopped. They're like, they can't finish. And I said, let's just, and the one thing about Christian is that he liked to, to talk. And I, I was like, don't talk to people. Just keep going, keep going. Don't talk, keep going. <laughs> and bless his heart. He's so friendly. He's wonderful. But I was like, we don't have time to chat. We have to go. We have to go. <laughs> We have to go. <laughs> and he finished and and he um he did great and he he, wow. he did great. He finished um I think it was like 47th out of I don't even know 200 oh, wow. people. I don't even oh, wow. know how many people do that, but he did great. He did amazing. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, this is uh this is really good stuff. I I love the whole thing. <laughs> And thank you, everybody. I'm 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 privileged to be able to listen to Bandera 100K last week. Sounds like a good time. And, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. And, it was uh, good. Yeah. Don't don't trip and fall. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, what else? That's uh, I think that's it. That's all we need. That's, we that's don't all. Need to learn yeah. But else. you know, don't trip. but you know what? A lot of people <laughs> tripped and, and fell in, in that race. I saw a lot of uh, elbows and knees and scrape, scra scrapes mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So I know I wasn't the only one, but um, yeah. Don't let the fall get in your head. Did you don't get scratched any from the Satoa cactus? I totally did. Oh, yeah. I, my arm got <laughs> yeah. all scratched up. I was fortunate <laughs> that I was wearing really long pants because uh, okay. um, leggings and stuff because my arm That's did. Smart. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, they weren't kidding. These things are sharp. Yeah, my legs every year look like I've just been like whipped with something. They're just like scraped <laughs> all across. Yeah, so so Blake, remind us, what's your next thing coming up? Um, Well, like, I'm going to sign register for Mammoth. I'll probably do the 50K. Yeah. Because, yeah. I've been talked out of the triple. I really want to sign up for the triple. <laughs> um, it'll be smart just to do the 50K. Um, then Grand Canyon, uh, just for training, rim to rim to rim um, in May, and pacing and crewing in Leadville. Then hopefully, probably, I really want to do like Sonoma 100K. Because I, I, after being injured, I was terrified of doing my first hundred miler even though i always as a lot of ultra runners want to do western states as their dream race mm -hmm. um after being out six months i was not have not really scared of the hundred miler anymore i'm like i need to do it now because i had torn cartilage in my right knee so oh. so it's 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 finally better but i mean it doesn't it doesn't heal they can just prolong it so I was like, I need to. You know, <laughs> Nicole's in California and Lake Sonoma. It, that's a that's a no brainer for her. She could crew you. She could pace. Yeah, you. I know. Sure. I think we're it, It's well, that's what we were talking okay. about. And um, because I was like, okay. I can go help you guys in Moab. And I was like, yeah. wow, it's the weekend. It's the weekend right before. Well, it's gonna take like going into the week right before Lake Sonoma. <laughs> so oh my gosh, I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, that'd be a little tough, but. Yeah. Um, as long as I have yeah, stay in touch. I'll Blake. I'll follow you on Strava. I yeah, for sure. Hundreds Heck of yes. people on Strava. Yeah. I, I, I'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just like seeing what people are up to. So. Yeah. yeah. Andy, what's your, Andy? What's your next race again? What is this? Uh, well, my race race. I got. Uh, oh, Miwok Hundred. 
at Miwok 100. Miwok. Oh, wow. That's right. Okay. What's, what's wow. the date on that? May 4th. May 4th. Gotcha. And that's an album back, you said? Oh, no, that one's just a big loop. It's like, big it's loop. kind of like all over Marin Headlands. Um, yeah. And then oh, I love Marin I, Headlands. Yeah. So I was telling yeah. Nicole, I was like, oh, I want to move to Marin so bad. <laughs> <laughs> love that place. It's, you said. we're so lucky. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm yeah. so lucky to live here. You so really are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you can, I think uh, Miwok 100, it might be full. Yeah. But uh, it's looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Ah, oh, fantastic. Cool. All right, everyone. Well, thank you. This is, uh, I think, a good time to stop. Uh, appreciate it. Want to follow everyone. And uh, we got Blake Borrego and the Garrett girls. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Appreciate Congratulations, it. Congratulations, yeah, Carolyn. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Ashley and Nicole, you guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you. I, I look forward to meeting you sometime, Blake. Yeah, All for right. sure. Well, I'll be in Miami, well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. All right. For sure. Bye. Good night. Bye. Thank you.